I started with nothing, you know, $10 a week. And, and the bottom line is building the skyscrapers, just like building 30 houses on top of each other. So for you guys that, you know, have even renovated a house, right? You know, just because I did, you know, 4,000 bathrooms, you know, you only got to do one or two and you, and you learn how to do bathrooms. And you master it. You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. Hello, We Love Equity Real Estate listeners. How are you guys doing today? This is a couple of days after Independence Day, the 4th of July. So I am dating this podcast and I'm excited to have Ken Van Lu on the show on today. Ken is the quote unquote king of skyscrapers. So we want to talk about a lot of things about his journey, how he got started, everything like that. He's an East Coast guy, New York City, NY. See Hills in the house. So Ken, man, give us a little bit of background. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Marcus. I appreciate you, know, you setting up shop for me there and, and just continuing the journey, you know, and it's good to connect with you. But, you know, my journey's been interesting. You know, I, you know, I wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, but grew up in a, in a neighborhood, I guess you can say that forced you to step up. You know, it, it was like swimming with sharks, yep. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, New York City was was a tough market, and my journey started from the top down. But you know, a little bit about myself. You know, I, I you know grew up in a family that was was uneducated. My dad worked for the local power company. He he was a lineman. He climbed telephone poles. My mom was a bank teller, and they said, you know, you know, go to college and get a degree, and you know, work yourself up the corporate ladder. So that's what I did. You know, and I found myself an expert project superintendent in construction standing on top of a 30 story building, a hundred thousand dollars in debt going, what's wrong with this picture? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I really didn't know anything about real estate. You know, I just knew how to build buildings at that point. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I started putting two and two together, but I was thinking small saying like, well, you know, I work for somebody now, how do I give myself a job where I can kind of pay myself? to make a transition. And, and that was kind of how I started my journey. You know, I, I figured out how to pay myself nine different ways in real estate development, you know, or wow. there's nine different fees that you could pay yourself if you have the expertise in house, not saying that I got every single one, but that's where I, you know, not knowing anything about real estate, taking, you know, the old, you know, give it your best college try, you know, everybody's, uh-huh. you know, you know, found myself stuck and, you know, and that's how it kind of started, you know? Okay. So I know you went to school and you graduated with an engineering degree. How did that all come to fruition? You're your Rutgers grad, correct? It, it was, I, I did some graduate work at Rutgers. I graduated New Jersey Institute of Technology. Okay. And, okay. Uh, so how did you get into to building yeah. skyscrapers? You know, yeah, how did you that know, all start? I, I'm going it, to, it's a, it, and I'll give you the short because it, it's almost, I forget that the triple jump, you know, in, in the okay. Olympics, it was kind of <laughs> one of those, like, cause it, it, 
the connections is is pretty pretty broad. So, you know, number one, you know, I, I, I literally wanted to be an engineer, but I wasn't qualified to get into engineering school and I was an all state football player. And I, I went to a school that coincidentally had just started a pre-engineering program with Drexel. And I'm like, dad, I'm going to be an engineer. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then that led, led to like a 1.6 cum in my first semester. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, right. Kenneth, you're going to be an engineer one day. Sure. <laughs> So talk about talk about moral support, huh? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You know, so, you know, two years into the, you know, the sports thing and, you know, more focused on having fun. You know, I I met my wife in calculus class and that third year I I studied. She taught me how to study and I, I, I got into New Jersey Institute of Technology and proceeded to create the six-year plan. So, okay, <laughs> you, know, okay. you know, I graduated after six, six years as an engineer and my senior year, I won we, this. We, Ken, we must've been in the same cohort because I was on that six-year plan as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I figured we had to get our money's worth, you know? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and a hundred grand or more, you know, you might as well stick around as long yeah, as you can. It was just too much fun, you know? <laughs> But, uh, you know, I so, you know, I, I get I get in this engineering program, which was, you know, I finally fought through all the I was never, you know, chemistry and physics. You know, that was my wife's thing. She was a chemist. But when I got into civil engineering, it was tangible. You know, I was like mm-hmm. designing a road and a concrete beam. And next thing you know, they said, hey, design this site. And my senior year, I won this award for site development. And literally, I didn't even know what happened, but I won the award. And I went and took the job that I was offered as a site development engineer. And I designed this 1200 unit site. And I was, I hated sitting at the desk because all my jobs before that during the summer were construction jobs. Take your shirt off, work in the sun, you know, outside. Yeah. I'm (laughs) like, I'm going to, I want to go talk to people. I can't sit here and do these calculations. So I, I literally took a construction job. And that led to me being invited to move to Poughkeepsie, New York, when I was like 22 years old. And I built a 32 unit building on the side of a cliff as a super project manager. And around that time, which was 1986, 87, the LEFRAC organization was starting a project on the waterfront in Jersey City, New Jersey. It was called Newport. And I literally was cocky at that point. All state athlete finally made it through college. I thought I was a big shoot. You know, you know what I mean? Uh huh. uh uh, I said to my wife, hey, I'm going to come build skyscrapers on the waterfront. She's like, what are you smoking? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But sure enough, about a month later, I was a super on two 33 story high rises at the Holland Tunnel leading into New York City. Wow. And that led to me building a lot of buildings in Jersey and then having an invite into New York City to work for the number one at the time, number one, number three construction management company in the world, Lear McGovern. And they had just landed the job to restore the Statue of Liberty. And I'm like, wow, if I could ever work for wow. that company, that'd be pretty yeah. cool. And sure enough, they hired me in uh, 1989 and put me on a billion dollar project that I built for Bruce Ratner, the owner of the New Jersey Nets. And they eventually moved to Brooklyn and became the Brooklyn Nets. And that's really how my career started. I became a big time construction super, worked myself up to executive and then jumped out, started my own company. And my first project was a $17 million real estate development where I paid myself a million six and never looked back. So, so, so there's a lot in that, in that journey there. So 22 years old, 
building a building a building on the side of a cliff. I mean, how how did all of that come into fruition? I mean, I know you're just coming out of college, and, yeah. it, and it's it's hard to put theory into practice, right? You learn it in the classroom. That's but a it's, great. But it's always different, you know, yes. in the atmosphere. So how how did you make that transition? Yeah. So you know, now I, I'm going to get a little more detailed on the puzzle. So when I was 17. My little league coach gave me a job working for the Soil Conservation Service during the wow. summers. And during that summer at 17, I learned how to test concrete where you do slump and air content. I learned how to test soils and do steel inspections on this major dam rehabilitation. And then the following summer, when I was getting ready to go to college, I worked for them again on another major channel run. And by having that experience, it led me to a job with the DOT, which then led me to another summer job with the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. And with all these little experiences, I used to also work at night while going to school. I worked for a lawyer doing construction claims. And I actually, when my first master's degree, I wrote my thesis on how to the key elements of a successful project and how to prevent construction claims. And through working for an attorney, there was a, a guy there who was an expert witness that worked for the company, Lear McGovern, that I eventually went to work for years later. But he was the one that said, hey, would you like to move to Poughkeepsie and manage a construction project for me? And I was just a kid. He mm -hmm. probably looked at me. Hey, I'm a smart kid. He could pay me cheap money. I'll put yep. him in an apartment there. And he literally moved me to an apartment in Poughkeepsie, New York, where I could walk to this site and I managed this, you know, 32 unit construction where, you know, you know, the funny thing is I didn't know a lot, but I realized in construction, if you show interest in tradesmen's work, they'll teach you they'll their teach trade, you. Yep. you know? And I really found that where I would always go, Hey, you know, you know, you know, show me what you're doing with the plumbing. I know I see all this copper and different stuff. And then the plumber would explain what he's doing. And then the foundation guy would explain. Mm -hmm. So, and then it led to learning about mentorship and, you know, and, you know, and it, it brings us to where we are today. I mean, you know, there aren't a lot of shortcuts, but you know, mentors right. can help you not reinvent the wheel. <laughs> How many times mm -hmm. we sit there and try to reinvent the wheel, <laughs> banging our heads against the wall, right, Mark? That's very true. That's very true. And it, and it's it's funny that you speak about that because mentors played a very key role in my life. And, you know, you have a lot of people that say, hey, you know what? I don't want to pay for a mentor. I don't want to pay for a coach. But like you said, you know, why bang your head up against the wall trying to reinvent the wheel when you have somebody that's been down that journey already, you know, that can show you, hey, this may not be a shortcut, but this is what you don't want to do. This is what you do want to do and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree hundred percent. So what did you, what did you outside of the mentorship, what did you learn from doing that 32 unit project at 22 years old? Yeah. You know, the, the funny thing was, is, you know, I learned that you could actually build through the winter <laughs> was one thing because as soon as I moved up there, it started snowing and, you know, I just figured, okay, nothing happens, but right. You know, we built tents, you know, and I learned about temporary heating around when we were pouring walls and, mm -hmm. you know, I learned, you know, discipline, you know, cause at college, you know, we used to like to stay up late and drink a lot of beer. You know, you had to actually get out of bed, you know, like one of the yep, old yep. sayings was, Hey, if you want to hang out, 
with the boys at with the boys at night, I guess you got to get up with the men in the morning. In the you morning, know? yep. <laughs> you know, I remember them saying that when I'd be a few minutes late. But you know, I I I guess I started my journey on on you know discipline and you know being consistent. One of the things that that I always did for years and years and years, and I believe you know if you get up a little earlier than everybody, and I woke up at five o'clock for years, you know by eight o'clock when everybody else is showing up to work you know, you're, you're several hours ahead of everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and over time, over the year, th- you know, three extra hours a day, you know, 300 days a year, you know, that's 900 extra hours. You divide that by 40, you're talking weeks yep. of difference, you know, and that was a, that was something that really made a huge difference for me. You know, I think is, is an attribute, you know, you obviously need your sleep. Sleep's really important, but you know, you know, figure out when you, you when you're in your zone action. I, I found that I know we went off on a little tangent here, but no, you know, I had not. this, you know, I had this zone action between like five and eight where, you know, if you've ever read the book and, you know, one of my recommendations is deep work, you okay. know, because when you're in the, the zone action of deep work, your your production could be as high as like 40 X, like, you know, just doing doing stuff that's that's unheard of when you're in that zone action. And, and, and that's what it, that's what it took. You know, as I look back, you know, how did you become a skyscraper expert? You know, and it was being in that zone action every morning, you know, it was like, it was like getting ready for the, like a professional kickoff, you know, it's like here I'm like in the locker room at, at, at six, you know, kickoff (laughs) was, you know, at seven, seven o'clock, everybody's going up in the hoist. Like, let's go, baby. It's, it's, it's showtime. (laughs) And if you want to get something done on a skyscraper, you got to get in there early and talk to the foreman and, you know, cause you know, once these guys go up and they're working on the floor, their gang boxes are on that floor sometimes for a week, you know, and then that team moves to the next floor. You know, the one thing, you know, people get intimidated and they're like, this Ken Van Lowe, you know, he built skyscrapers and I, I, I started with nothing, you know, $10 a week. And, and the bottom line is building the skyscrapers, just like building 30 houses on top of each other. So for okay. you guys that, you know, have even renovated a house, right. You know, just because I did, you know, 4,000 bathrooms, you know, you only got to do one or two and you, and you learn how to do bathrooms and you master it. Yep. Yep. That's true. You know, that so don't let me fool you. <laughs> yep, but, yep. Uh, you. You know what I'm talking about? You know, some people have, they're like, oh yeah, we got, you know, 30 years of experience when really they've been doing the same thing over and over again. And, you know, one of the things and one of the reasons why I always like real estate development, you know, is, is it is real estate investing, but, you know, it's it's real estate finance to its finest, you know, you know, because mm-hmm. you have to, you know, look at the tax abatements and and how to structure it initially and, you know, maybe, you know, pivot during midstream, you know, and, you know, it has all the attributes and every day is different. You know, one day you could be focused on construction. One day you could be focused with your design team on conceptual drawings. Mm-hmm. One day you could be on a new project saying, Hey, what's the highest and best use for this? You know, while you're talking about an investor, you know, you know, to put some money down on it, you know, so you get the best of many worlds, you know? And, and, and that's what, that's, what's key. And, and when I think of, you know, skyscrapers and building and things like that, you have to be an excellent project manager because there's tons of moving pieces. Yeah. No question about it. You know, you, you just hit the nail on the head, you know, and I think, you know, whether you're a project manager, whether you're a, an accountant, whether you're a clerk at a works, you know, whatever skill you have, you know, you can you can do real estate investing. 
you know, like project management is a great skill that you could learn. And you're right. Like there's so many moving parts and, and where I used to get, you know, I don't like to use the word, but people get, you know, the O word overwhelmed, you know, mm-hmm. in the sense that when you have all these moving parts and, you know, most people may, may know it, but there's a thing called the critical path, yep. you know, and you know, you, you, you've probably heard it. It's, it's an old Navy term from like the fifties, you know, CPM scheduling, you know, and when you mm-hmm. put these projects together and anything you do in life, you know, there's a critical path. And, and what is a critical path? You know, if you want to get to the finish line on something, there's a critical path. There's activities that if you don't continue to do those activities, the critical path is going to get delayed and the end date is going to move. Exactly. And then there's other types of activities that, you know, you could let sit for a little bit because they have what's called this float, you know, where you could let it float a little bit mm-hmm. and not affect the critical path. But, you know, it's funny how I, I bring my nerdiness into life because, you know, when you got kids, you know, three different kids and yep. they have five different things they're doing. And then you got a wife and she's got her mm-hmm. five things. And, you know, the next thing you got 20 things at the house and you have 40 things at work and you got 60 things and you're like, you know, OK, trying to yeah, juggle I got to get through the week here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. How do we simplify this? <laughs> See, and <laughs> that's know? that's and that's one of the things that I that I try and tell one of my project managers is, you know, before we go into a project, if it's a fix and flip. Let's lay out the Gantt chart. Let's look at what has to be done, when it needs yep. to be done, because it all flows together. That way we mit- that way we hit that execution date of when we're listing this property. And for for a while, it gave me pushback. Well, you know what? I know the tradesmen and everything like that said, no, I know it's nerdy. I know it's geeked out. Just follow the chart and the flow. And you I will guarantee you your project will get done a lot faster than when you don't use it. And we tried We actually did a competition where he did one flip with his project team and I did one with mine and I was doing it virtually. And we got done like three weeks faster than them. And it was pretty much the same layout of the house. So then that made, gave him some wisdom and said, you know what, let me try this, this geeked out stuff. So, well, well, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, it's, it's two things. One, people don't fail, you know, fail, plan to fail. They fail to plan. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, you know, this is one of the things that, you know, is so critical in life. And it's funny because, you know, I was just reminded of it today is measuring yourself. Right. And, and that's basically what you're doing is you're setting a basis. So at the end of the week, you go, okay, are we on track or not? Right. Cause if you can't measure what you're doing, there's no way to hit your end result. And especially in construction, rarely does everything go as planned. Right. So if you, if you don't, if you don't have a Gantt chart, you're, you're already cooked. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're going to lose two weeks times money. I mean, it's, it's that simple. I mean, people used to think I was crazy because I'm when I was doing, you know, we had a company called flipping USA where we did like 137 deals in one year and it was like chaos, right? We were going to auctions yep. and, and, and the Gantt chart, the budgets were so critical because, you know, if not those little fix and flips where you want, where you want to make, you know, 50 grand, you know, you could lose 20 grand in a heartbeat if you don't pay attention, you know, simple. Yes. Yes. And that's what I tell a lot of people is, you know, you, you got to know those numbers and got to have those numbers dialed in because you'll have some of those, some different construction crews, you know, where they say, well, we got this, this thing happening. It's, it's going to put us over budget, you know, but it's only, 
you know, an additional three grand or an additional five grand here. But, you know, over a three month project, you start getting multiple of those, you know, it's like, all right, what do we even do this project for? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Ken, tell me about this 45 acre mixed use development project that you that you did. Kind of dig into that. How, How did that all inspire? Yeah. You know, that is me, you know, basically living what I preach, which is, you know, the modern wealth building formula and how Mm -hmm. I bought my first deal with no money down. So, you know, I tell people, you know, you know, a lot of moving parts, you know, real estate, keep it simple. You have to find a deal, you have to fund a deal and you have to learn how to facilitate the deal. The 45 acres came, you know, through a relationship, you know, I always, okay believe in building a deeper emotional rapport. You know, most of my deals come through relationships and, you know, networking instead of competing, you know, more right. in the red ocean. I, I like Perfect. to hang more out in the blue ocean and, and through relationships and writing the book, you know, a friend of 37 years from that Poughkeepsie project I was telling you about, he did the glazing, has a glazing company in North Carolina. Hey, you know, he was at his condo in Myrtle beach, met a guy, Hey, I need to meet my friend, read his book. Next thing you know, hey, I own 45 acres in Lewisburg. Come take a look at it. I place an offer on it, not really knowing, go through the due diligence process. The next thing you know, I see an opportunity. It's across from a super Walmart. I can create a destination. We start the design. Today, it it has over 250 units, 125,000 square feet of self-storage, 100-unit hotel, um, prime real estate, over another hundred residential units. It has a wellness center and it's called Lewisburg Falls. It's the largest project in Franklin County history. And uh, we're, we're real excited. We just got the zoning approval on June 20th. Okay. And, you know, we're now in the next phase of, you know, doing the engineering and, and starting to make deals with people. You know, I have, I have a regional builder that's interested in talking with us. I have a, my buddy from New York City that wants to put his dibs on the on the self storage, okay, and, you know, and that's one of a couple we have, you know, I, you know, I, I know you're from Arizona, but there's a famous Larson's Turkey farm in New Jersey, which we're also developing, you know, which with a okay. new CVS and affordable housing and market rate housing and just real so, excited, you know, to kind of help get things rocking and rolling again, you know? So what you were saying, so on that 45 acre development, one of the key things that you said was relationships, you know, through this relationship, you know, then I offered them the book, gave them the book for free, and we just built a stronger relationship. Kind of explain the power of relationships that you use in your real estate business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, relationships, you know, first start out, I call it the, uh, the one third, two third rule. So if you're, if you're talking more than one third of the time, you're, you're probably headed in the wrong direction. The, the first, you know, you know, approach that I always take is re- inquiring about that person, you know, because the goal that I found is if you can get a person to share something about their personal life, like, you know, like, you know, always mm-hmm. when we start our call, we're talking about, you know, how was your weekend? How was the holidays? You know, when, yep. when that when that person says to you, you know, my my son lost his softball game or his baseball game yesterday in the championship three to two. And he's really pissed today. And I got to go, you know, I got to go take care of him. Right. <laughs> you know that you have a, a deeper rapport. See, w- when you're talking to someone and it's also about listening, there's different levels of listening. You know, you, you'll probably notice in life you ask people a question. Sometimes they answer a different question. You know, mm-hmm. that's like a level minus one listening. You know, as you listen 
for transformation, you get to a level five listening where you listen for and reliably deliver what's important to that person and what they really care about. And then you leave them with power, freedom, self-expression and peace of mind through your listening. You know, and as you create that in your conversation, because you can create anything through language. Right. Mm -hmm. But the key is you want them, you know, telling you what's happening in their life. And then all of a sudden they're going to ask you, hey, what do you do? And that's when you tell them your unique heroic identity and you hit them between the eyes with it. Hey, you know, I transform people's lives. You've you've seen some of those real tall buildings in New York City. You know, that's what I learned how to do. And I've turned that into investments where, you know, you may be interested in looking at some investments or an educational platform, you know, and that's kind of like my Katomo where I try to get people's attention, you know, but, you know, I don't usually go into my pitch. Sometimes I won't even go into a pitch on the first call. Yeah. You know, the whole key is trying to bring some room from hello to yes. in like three minutes, that Mm -hmm. hello to yes may just be like, Hey, we're going to have another conversation. See, most people that that get on a phone normally just vomit all over you, right? Because they're all just worried about their pitch. You know, if Mm -hmm. I get on the phone and I'm worried about my pitch, I'm already cooked. Yep. You know, I'm I'm getting on the phone going, you know, what's important to Marcus today? You you know, like I know that you're not at the studio, but Mm -hmm. this podcast was really important to you. So but we shared that because we have a deeper emotional rapport, right? If, If I was just the normal podcast guest. You know, we wouldn't talk about what Marcus is doing today and Mm -hmm. how your weekend was. Right. So we have a different and that's really where it makes a difference, because, you know, then it builds the trust factor. People feel comfortable with it. And, you know, what I found is your biggest deals, which, you know, which essentially are your effortless prosperity, where they just happen so naturally are through the deep emotional rapport that you build with people. So there's such a fine line between everything that we talked about today, you know, so far. Absolutely. And I know, you know, with personal development and things like that, and I know you're being on on personal development and growth, you know, that's how you're able to, you know, work out a 45 acre deal, you know, you're not doing marketing and all of that kind of stuff It's just through those personal connections and through the personal growth is what help you cultivate these relationships. So go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I, I, you know, I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm now at a stage where I want to try to, you know, teach someone, you know, to kind of know exactly what to say and exactly what to execute, you know, because I, you know, I have to say to myself, you know, I, I made this look pretty easy over six months. What we created, you know, a, we bought a property for 3.5 million. It's now worth $10 million today. And that was in six months just by creating a vision that I had, but that vision took 30 years to create, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, hopefully I can be the visionary and then, you know, you know, me take, you know, not that I, I, you know, I'm not saying I kill myself, but I've always been an operations guy. And, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, like I, I teach everybody now is, you know, you want to figure out how to be the owner, not the operator. Right. Right. And, and of course, you know, the, the founder operator has to set the systems in order for mm-hmm. other people to step into. And, you know, I'm just at a, at a stage, you know, I didn't, I didn't even share with you, Marcus. I, I, I caught Dennis Quaid's attention and oh, wow. uh, yeah, I was, I was interviewed and selected to become our national expert. I just got done shoot in New York city and New Jersey for a national documentary called real estate today, keys to investing 
with, okay. with the Dennis Quaid Viewpoint Project. And that's going to be coming wow, out. Wow, congratulations. September. Yeah, it's going to be coming out to like 60 million households. And it's like a little commercial that's going to be in between shows for public television. And, you know, really okay. excited. You know, I, I worked hard for that. So now, you know, I could just kind of pay it forward, you know, and that's that's, that's great. Uh, why I believe the chairman of the board gave me such an opportunity. <laughs> there you go. So let's do this, Kim. Let's take a brief break, hear a word from our sponsors. And then when we come back, I want to talk more about the modern wealth building formula and some of the things, because I know you had some engagement and interaction with Tony Robbins also. Yeah. So talk about some of that personal development. Yeah. So let's take a brief break, hear a word from our sponsors, and we will be right back. Finding real estate deals can be a challenge. But with Batch Leads, it doesn't have to be. Batch Leads has created a one-stop solution for all your real estate needs. So you can find more sellers, close more deals, and maximize revenue. Batch Leads offers a comprehensive suite of lead-generating tools that cover text messaging, skip tracing, finding comps, and much more. Batch Leads help you simplify, manage, and organize all your data in one place. Batch will help you stack your lists and identify properties that appear on multiple lists and have multiple distress indicators. These sellers are likely to be highly motivated and eager to sell. Get the most powerful and complete lead generation platform in the industry. Locate sellers, buyers, and lenders nationwide in seconds. Go to batchlead.io and use promo code WELOVEEQUITY. Tired of seeing others become successful real estate investors and you just don't know where to start? You see all the Instagram posts of people being successful. You see the Facebook ads guaranteeing instant success. And you looked at tons of YouTube videos. And you even attended seminars just to be tricked into 10, 20, or even $30,000 courses. Well, with the Wholesale Equity Learning Lab, my husband is here to change things for you. Have you said to yourself, I'm deadly afraid to talk with sellers and I have no confidence. I don't know where to find motivated sellers. I don't know where to get a contract from. I don't know how much to offer the seller, let alone where to get the money from to close the deal. Well, in the Learning Lab, Marcus is going to show you how to overcome all of those challenges and more. Find out how by going to MarcusMaloney.com forward slash learning lab. All right, guys, we are back with Ken Van Lu. And Ken was talking about, you know, his modern wealth building formula. You know, this guy has built skyscrapers, doing major development, you know, working with millions of dollars and things like that. Well, actually billions of dollars. So, Ken, kind of tell us how your brain works when it comes to this modern wealth building formula. You know, and it's funny because I, I, you heard me talk about top-down learning and I, I yep. think I have like a, a reverse thinking almost because, you know, when I first wrote the modern wealth building formula, I wrote it from the context of how I mastered the real estate development process, real estate investing development. And then as I really reflected upon it and started teaching students, I realized that there was a big personal development component to it and a lot of sports theory behind it because a lot of my success came from football and baseball. So some of the chapters are, are discussing the lineup and the pregame uh -huh. warmup. And, you know, it's funny because. So real you know, quick, as, Ken, real quick, because my son, he's big in football. What position did you play? You know, I, I was an all state middle linebacker. Okay. I, I'm sorry, all state center, all county middle linebacker. And, and we won the state championship my junior and senior year in high school. 
Wow. Wow. Okay. Because yeah. my son, I snapped, that's what he- I snapped for field goals and punts, and I only came off the field for it was kickoff return. That was it. I was kamikaze on kickoff, and yeah, we, <laughs> we, we were crazy. <laughs> Yeah, you were the killer out there. You the middle linebacker, man, and and everything like that. So, okay, I just wanted to jump in there and talk talk a little no, no, little sports. And I was a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, if that's any consolation. <laughs> that's my son's but, um, team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But where were we? I uh, before the football. Yeah, I, I mean, it was really that yep. discipline. You know, at a point in my life where I, I'm like, wow, you know, the only discipline that I had. You know, of course, I had disciplined parents. But I looked at my football coaches, you know, I remembered, you know, you know, Jay Dackelman, you know, you know, yelling at me, you know, crab, you know, run, you know, running sprints, you know, and and when I when I applied that football experience and, and success, you know, towards business, you know, things, you know, started to move. And, you know, I realized that that was really a large part of the modern wealth building formula. And then I started to look at, you know, how I started, you know, and, and I remember when I first got married, my first personal development course was a Dale Carnegie course, you know, because our biggest oh, wow. fear is getting up in front of people to talk. And and then it led to some landmark education, you know, where I became a, an introduction leader years later and realized that, hey, I can't transform people fast enough through somebody else's organization. I need to create my own, you know, God. and, you know, and all of this has basically come about you know, over the, over the last couple of years where I realized this modern wealth building formula applies to business. It applies to life. You know, I, you know, I looked at the hundred million dollar projects I built and, and I said, wow, you know, I had accountants, I had lawyers, I had engineers, architects, you know, I had, you know, all types of maintenance services. It's, it's just like running a business. And I realized, mm -hmm. you know, what I created, you know, is I could show people how to start a business and take advantage of the tax laws that that the government allows you to take advantage right, of and right. how they could use real estate to write off expenses and create a second stream of revenue. And, you know, and that's just kind of how it started to transform, you know. So as I sit here today, you know, the modern wealth building formula, you know, it'll teach you how to find fun and facilitate the real estate. And it'll talk to you about, hey, go into that ice cream store and try the different flavors and figure out what you like. And, Yep. You know, learn about, you know, how to how to finance and how to take an approach when you don't have any money. That's why you got to get real with yourself and figure out, you know, where are you at in the lineup? You know, are you the leadoff hitter? Are you clean up? Are you, okay. you know, are you down the bottom of the lineup, which there's nothing wrong? It's a, it's all about the team. Right. Mm -hmm. But once you get your arms around where you're at and figure out where you want to go and you get clarity, that's where you have the leverage. And I talk all about that because. You know, personal development comes with, you know, clarity, which gives you the leverage, which gives you the vision of what you want. And then it's a matter of accountability and surrounding yourself with people that will hold you accountable and, right, will, right. you know, make you step up to a higher standard, you know, and then, then I hear Tony and my, my, you know, lead, not follow, <laughs> you know, uh -huh. step up, <laughs> create it. Yeah. You know, it just is crazy. I just always hear him in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, was, I was with him when the towers collapsed, you know? Oh, okay. So, so what do you, what do you think? Like, what is one of your, your biggest takeaways from, from personal development? Yeah. You know, my, my biggest takeaway on personal development is it never stops. You know, personal development is a mountain, you know, yeah. you're going to stop at certain plateaus and, 
you, you, or you can, you know, you could compare it to a game, you know, you'll be on the field and then you may step into the stands, which is a plateau yeah. where you kind of, you know, look at the, the, the lay of the land and see if you have to pivot or navigate. But, you know, I think that's, you know, really, you know, one of the biggest attributes. Okay. All right. Perfect. Perfect. So, Ken, we're going to put you on a hot seat real quick. We're going to put Ken on the hot seat. So, I love Ken. the hot seat. You know, in New York City, you were on the frying pan every Fry- single day, yeah. baby. <laughs> there you it's go. Like, I'm going, okay, this is going to be a, just make sure you roast me nice on both sides. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Get an even, give an even burn, right? <laughs> so, starting over, what would you do differently? Yeah, I, I would have I would have not been afraid to kind of talk to people with suits, you know, and, and ask for help. You know, the only person in my life as a young kid with a suit was my uncle. He, you know, for Sunday dinner, he'd, he'd wear a suit, you know, and he, mm-hmm. he used to bring me to Wall Street and, you know, just like make me look in the air going, oh, man, what, what is going on here? It was just like total action, you know, and just and not be afraid to ask, you know, hey, what do you do? And, uh, you know, and, yeah. you know, I was always uh I wasn't shy, but, you know, I was I was chasing sports athletes and stuff instead of businessmen because suits always intimidated me. You know, my dad, you know, was a was a blue collar worker, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. what is one characteristic you believe every high producing investor or professional needs to have? Yeah, I I think, you know, the understanding that, you know, it's mind, body, spirit in the sense that, you know, if I didn't like get up and, and move every single day, some, something relative to activity where I, you know, I, you know, mm-hmm. close my ring on my Apple watch or, you know, for years, okay. I always worked out in the morning. It was just a religion. And, and then, you know, I usually meditate, you know, I mean, and that's, you know, my mind and body and, you know, and I just consider myself, but, you know, I think, you know, having that, connection every day makes a big difference, you know, in your, in your deep thinking, in your, in your long-term vision, you know, cause it's, it's very easy in today's world with, you know, there's millions of distractions. You've even seen, yes. you know, the CEOs of Facebook and Google talk about how, you know, they have to put their phone away at night. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's just, it's not good, but with all the distractions, you know, I think you got to try to keep it simple. Okay. All right. Yep. Kiss. Keep it simple. Yes. <laughs> so before we let you go, Ken, how can we find you? How can we get in touch with you if we want more information about, you know, the modern wealth building formula? How can we find you? Yeah, just go to my website. It's KenVanLu.com. K-E-N-B is in Victor, A-N-L-I-E-W.com. And we have, you know, I'm, I'm all about you know, getting people started. You, we talked a little bit about fulfillment in life, you know, serving mm-hmm. your human needs, you know, and contribution is, is really the, in my opinion, as you get a little bit more ripe in life, you know, something that really gives you fulfillment when you're contributing to others, you know, and on the website at kenvanlu.com, we have a free book, you know, feel free to pick up the free book. Okay. We have the 11 millionaire secrets, which I give away some secrets for you to get started. We have the 10 golden nuggets. All this stuff is yours for free. And if you ever want to talk to me, there's a tab there. You can get a free 45 minute strategy session and, and just keep it simple, you know, because if you're trying to figure it out, we've spent a lot of hours figuring it out. And, you know, if you asked a question before, if I was going to do it all over again, you know, 
there's people out there that have already done it. Don't sit there and struggle, you know, thinking about how to get it done. Just figure out, ask yourself, the brain can answer any question. You have to mm-hmm. just ask it the right question. Hey, who do I know that knows this person that could give me an answer? And you use your, what I call ecosystem, you know, which is uh, why I don't use the word network. Cause we talked about a deeper emotional rapport. When you have an ecosystem right. with people that have deeper emotional rapport, the magic begins to happen. And that's what I've created with my uh, global real estate enterprise, investment enterprise is an ecosystem where people can accelerate their success. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can get all of that information, guys, by going to Ken's website. Everything is there. Go and take advantage. Get the free downloads, you know, spend some time with Ken. This is, you know, a multi-million dollar, billion dollar investor here that's building skyscrapers. So if you got 45 minutes, you should invest that time and, and talk to Ken about all he has to offer. So Ken, in parting, sir, first of all, thank you so much for spending this time with us. And parting, what are some words of encouragement that you can give to someone that's getting started that may be struggling just a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I were to say this to, to my son and even to myself again, if I was talking to myself, you know, you're, you're probably there and, and very worried, which, you know, maybe freezing, you know, your ability to just think straight, you know, and I've been in that situation before. And, you know, I just want to say to you from my heart, you know, take a moment and, and cause you're probably not breathing either, <laughs> you know, is mm-hmm. take a deep breath and just say to yourself, you know, everything's going to be okay. You know, there's, there's people that have been through the toughest struggles. You know, I, uh, you know, I was part of the pandemic in New York city and, and just watching, you know, yeah. thousands of people, you know, die and it was tough. You know, mm-hmm. I lost some good friends and, you know, and I had to say to myself, you know, how do I not worry? And, and practice what I preach and continue to lead. And, you know, and I just, I say that to you as, as a leader that, you know, come follow me, don't worry, you know, and, and we'll help you get to the next step, you know? All right. Well, Ken, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. This episode will be out shortly. You'll get all of the information in regards to the episode, but everybody that is listening, remember always, always to enjoy the journey. Yes. Again, I want to say thank you to Ken Van Lu for all that he provided on today. Guys, that was very, very good content. I really wanted to dive a little bit deeper into him building skyscrapers, but I really wanted him to drive home, you know, the power of that personal development and how he got started, how he kickstarted. Again, he really, he's a humble guy. Didn't share a whole lot about how he got started, but just to let you know, he got started, you know, with. a week he was investing in himself and getting the personal development, getting the personal, the coaching and everything like that. And then through college became that, that engineer started building skyscrapers. And guess what? When you're around those that can afford to build skyscrapers, they have the money that can finance other opportunities as well. So, and it's, it's about being in that ecosystem where you can network with other individuals that have similar goals, similar ideologies to where you guys can really connect and build together. With that being said, always go to MarcusEMaloney.com for you know new podcasts, new fresh content that's coming up right now. The doors will be open August 1st for our Wholesale Equity Learning Lab. This is where I'll be taking 
a maximum of 25 people that will work with me on what I do, how I flip properties, how we wholesale transactions virtually. So this is going to be an opportunity for you to learn directly from me. There will be a weekly Zoom meeting to where you will be on with me. I'll be answering questions for you. We have a online course that have more than 12 modules, over 30 hours of content for you to learn. And then guess what? Once you get in there and you start learning, if you have additional questions, you can then ask those questions during our weekly meetings. That will be two hours. So I'm setting aside this time to be directly with you. The doors will open up August 1st. More information will be coming in regards to that. You can always go to MarcusEMaloney.com forward slash learning lab. That's MarcusEMaloney.com forward slash learning lab to get additional information in regards to that. So I'm excited about working with you guys. I'm excited about helping you all. Again, it's not about the money. It's about the education. And the reason why I'm doing this is because my wife, she basically challenged me. She said, Marcus, you're doing this. You're having some success. It's time for you to start showing other people what you're doing. And I was having the 15-minute free consultations, and that just wasn't enough for people. They always had additional questions. So with that being said, I'm honoring my wife's request to provide you guys more access to me. You can still get the 15-minute free consultation. I will be stopping that shortly. You can get the 15-minute free consultation, again, by going to the website. And then from there, if you want additional information about the Learning Lab, we could talk about it on that call. So if you're a fix and flipper, if you're a wholesaler, you're looking you know, to do more deals, you're looking to do creative deals, I'm here to assist you and here to help. So with that being said, um, I welcome the opportunity to uh, speak with you again. So until next time, remember to always enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.